And welcome back to the Level Up Grappling Podcast. I'm your host, Ed, along with my co-host, Coach Brian of PCI Jiu-Jitsu here in Mission Viejo. Level Up Grappling is the official podcast of PCI Jiu-Jitsu. Maybe we should start leaning into the hybrid grappling system sometime. But anyway, mm-hmm. one way or another. Uh, big news. I got done with my tournament, guys. Yeah. And I would say this. Um, as far as placement goes, uh, the results were not great. Uh, I did not place. However, well, that's not true. He got learned. fourth place. So let's let's be fair to Ed. Ed got fourth. Which oh, was, I didn't even realize yeah, he that. got fourth place. <laughs> and it was a big bracket. It was a big bracket. So yeah, about eight people. Uh, yeah, eight people. So he he including some big name people. Yeah, a couple pro wrestlers. <laughs> 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 so it was really fun. It was good. I'm very proud of Ed. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, and it's just a shout out to everybody at PCI Jiu Jitsu and everybody even outside of PCI Jiu Jitsu that honestly, ever since that episode that where we announced that I was going to compete, that you guys have all poured into me, uh, and it, it's truly humbling, and it uh, I my heart is full of gratitude mm-hmm. and humility because of that, and. I just sent, I send a message out to the PCI group saying that next round of beers on me. And then Mike comes back. You mean rounds? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, we got to say, but, uh, Nick did our student. Nick did really well too. He got, he placed mm-hmm. fourth as well. So we had two fourth places today, both very yeah. close to third. And the funny thing is with both of you guys, it was tactical errors as to why you didn't mm-hmm. actually meddle. It wasn't, neither of you got out techniqued, which is really important. And I think from a competitor's mindset, that's something that we all need to look at. The difference between getting smoked because your technique is not up to par versus you made a tactical error and then that lost you the match. You know, I didn't think of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. There was nothing there that would have... done anything to you like that so as an example ed's first match <laughs> was against a professional wrestler named uh jason olvera jackson and he's uh super nice guy not super, super nice guy. lovely uh, you know outside of like you know his mean mugging and everything i want to i swear him, I, yeah i thought he was the scariest looking guy there. he was for sure so his <laughs> his instagram handle guys if anybody wants to follow him this guy's a stud his name, it's Rilla Wolf Wrestling, R-I-L-L-A, Wolf Wrestling. So he's a professional wrestler and also, a, you know, a catch wrestler, shoot fighter and all this. And he's going to come on the podcast at some point because we talked about it. Um, dude's a stud, freaking beast. I mean, this big black guy, just muscles for days. Scary looking yeah. dude. But here's the funny thing, guys, because I'm sitting there coaching. He couldn't do anything to Ed. Ed's Ed at that match, Ed's footwork was great. Ed's hand fighting was good. Ed was staying in the pocket, you know, getting his head placement for the most part correct, moving really, really well, uh, moving really well. And the guy was getting super frustrated because um, he couldn't get anything on Ed. Ed just countered everything, did well. Uh, his counter wrestling was really good. So now we need to work on how do we be a little bit more offensive with our wrestling? But yeah. in that match, what happened was, is Ed made a tactical error. He fell, right? And then tripped over my own tripped feet. Over his own, both, literally, guys, <laughs> both, ma- like, his his matches, uh, the, 
the the two that he lost, those two matches, he tripped over his feet both times. So uh, that's something we need to work on, our footwork and making sure we have our proper stance. And a lot of that also is our hip placement, right? How are we tucking mm-hmm. our hips? How are we moving? Um, you know, because if you notice, like if you go back and look at stuff like when you and I are wrestling together and stuff like that, it's hard to get me out of position, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always, yep. I'm, my hips are always tucked where my feet are. This is like, you, you know, it doesn't matter who like I'm going against. It's like, it's really hard. It's good luck getting getting me to the floor. I have to be like not paying attention in order for somebody to just jump on me. But you did, you did really well. And the same thing goes for Nick in his, the matches that he lost. Um, again, it was tactical errors. You know, where it's just like one little mistake. And that's the thing. When you get to this level, when you're competing, and one thing, you know, you all should know, and, you know, God bless Josh Barnett for doing this because he's really the only guy that's doing catch wrestling tournaments. And I'm so happy for and grateful for everybody that came out because uh, those of us that teach and train catch wrestling, there's not a lot of us. And so um, for people to come out and support the tournament, and to participate and try something with a different rule set that's a lot more aggressive. Um, it really, it really makes me happy. And so, um, you know, he put that, he put all that together. It, the, the rules I think are really fun because basically all submissions are legal, and you also have yep. a pin component. Okay, so you you got to move fast, otherwise you get pinned. If you're in cross sides, north south mount. Yep. You know, you're going to get pinned. Even half guard, you can get pinned in half guard if your shoulder blades are to the mat, right? So, you know, I'm so grateful for Josh to do this. And, you know, he he even, again, agreed today when I was talking to him, he's going to come on the podcast. So at some point, Josh Barnett will be on the podcast with us. So guys, when you're listening, please harass Josh Barnett. Go to his Instagram and harass him saying, please come on the Level Up Grappling Podcast. We're dying to have you. Go harass him, Okay. The more you harass him, the faster he'll get on. But do it in a nice way because I don't want that big grump to come after me and like rip my head off. Noise. Why are you having everybody harassing me? I don't need that. He was really cool to us today. And it was it was a great time. Um, and he was just so accommodating to everybody. And one of the interesting things about the catch wrestling tournaments, guys, is there's no belt levels. So Yeah, that caught me by surprise. Okay, so everybody's going was, in. You could be a white belt, you could be a black belt, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're all going together. <laughs> right? What did he say to you? Yeah. What did so he say I remember to you guys this, this morning? Yeah, so this morning I remember going showing up. Um so you know, I'll, throughout the episode I'll talk about contextually what happened. And so this morning, yeah, about nine AM I get in and I see Nick hanging out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, huge prop to Nick. Um I thought he did a fantastic job. Um I know that he's been out of kind of the competition circuit for a while and that he was getting back into it from what, from what I understand. Um, and so, I mean, he won a couple of his matches and I know that the ones that he needed to win were the ones that unfortunately were lost, but mm-hmm. I thought he gave it a fantastic effort. But anyway, I digress. So I show up in the morning and we're hanging out there. I, I walk up to the table um, down at the end of the gym fill out all the, the, you know, if I die, you guys aren't in trouble <laughs> paperwork. Right. And then on the paperwork, it says right there, it goes level and weight. So I go into weight, uh, I go to weigh in and I weighed in at 
266. So I've lost a couple pounds, which is fantastic. Um, and as part of my kind of personal weight loss journey, it's been going, but he goes, Hey, what level are you? Uh, I'm a beginner. I mean, I've only been at this for what, seven, eight months now. And so, okay. I was like, okay, they asked for, I got, I felt comforted a little bit comforted. Like, okay, they asked me what level. So we're going to hopefully be separated by level. So anyway, then comes in the man, Josh Barnett, right? Walking in and he's got a little bit of a presence to him. And I'm like, oh, there he is. I've only seen him on YouTube and Instagram. I've never seen this man in person. And so the man, the myth, the legends walking through and one of the other guys, I think it's the high school wrestling coach there. He, he announced, he goes, Hey everybody, if you haven't filled out your paperwork yet, come on down here, fill out your paperwork. Um, and then be sure to let us know what level you are and weigh in. Well, as soon as he said that, I overhear Josh Barnett saying levels, there are no levels. <laughs> and, my, and my gut just slowly starts to sink. like, what do you mean? There are no levels. <laughs> so um, so yeah, that, that happened and the day, the, the day got started, lots of, lots of fun matches. It, it, again, the pin was, that was super interesting to me yeah. because again, for the few times that I've com- competed in jujitsu or Brazilian jujitsu, you don't have the pin. Right. So it's like submission or points. Yeah. Right. And I always found it funny because you have the people who are able to work the points or they're going for the submission here. What I found interesting was I think because of the pin, you don't really have a lot of people going after points. There are no point hunters, right? right. They're just, they're wrestling, they're wrestling. They're going for a pin. They're going for a submission. Yeah. The points is just, it's almost like a default, like just in case we, we just run out of time. Correct. Right. Yeah. And I think the only time that I've really even heard anybody or put people pushing each other for points is when it was like tied or zero, zero. And there's like 30 seconds left. They're like, dude, just go for the takedown, go for mm-hmm. the takedown, get the two points, get the two points. So it was, it, it was really interesting to see that. And, you know, it's fun because some matches go the full six minutes. Now for the amateur fights, it was six minutes mm-hmm. straight time, yep. no periods. Um, everything was, all submissions were allowed except for heel hooks, um, basically. And so it, it, it was interesting to see how a six minute match goes versus how a two minute pin match goes. Mm. And cause this is the first time I've ever seen a pin happen and somebody being losing on a pin, which spoiler alert, I lost my second round, um, through from a pin. But that being said, it's, it was really fun to watch how active people are, right? Yeah. Because again, I mean, th- there were two facets to it. You're either the stand-up game is like you have to have a strong stand-up game, and it was interesting because I just see uh, there are a lot of people who most of the solid two three minutes of stand-up, and then once it goes down to the ground, it's like scramble, 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 mm-hmm. grapple, 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 because they don't want to get pinned, right? And you and at certain points you almost feel bad for those who got pinned because it's like oh man, if you moved a little bit more if you and you know I learned my lesson today from that it would which was fun, and so that that was really interesting. And then me being in in the heavyweight class, we unfortunately we didn't go till the end of the yeah, day. Right? <laughs> it wasn't until like three o'clock, so we show up at nine. So like six hours later, and my back was starting to lock up and. Honestly, and this is where I'm just thankful for our team being there. Um, you know, Art showed up, mm-hmm. 
Nick obviously competing mm-hmm. alongside. And then my brother and my buddy Brian showed up mm-hmm. and my brother, you know, being a Taekwondo coach was like helping me get all warmed up and stuff. And, you know, Brian's getting into it and stuff. And so, and both Brian, <laughs> my brother's like, this is making me want to start grappling. I was like, just come down. Come down. PCI I don't know. You know? What he's, you know, he can withstand <laughs> the shin rights. He'll survive. Yeah. So, um, it, it was, it was nerve wracking because again, for me being that this was my first tournament in a long time and in essence, my first catch tournament. Yeah. You see a lot of the kind of high school collegiate level, you, you know, your traditional wrestling styles per se. And then you see some of the, you know, some of the 10th planet ish and 10th planet people coming in <laughs> and it was interesting to see them do that. And then rarely did you see a, like a catch purist, right? I mean, I think maybe one or two people, but beyond that, it was pretty much everybody's a hybrid grappler. And it's just that they can work it into a catch wrestling rule set, like mm-hmm. Josh Barnett's tournament had set up. So I thought that was really fun. And so I'm, I'm trying to size up my, my opponents and trying to figure out when I'm going to go, trying to figure out who I'm going to be going up against. And I, they were, so they sprinkled in the pro matches in between, and so that was that was entertaining to watch um, the pro fights. I still don't know what the pro fights actually were, particularly um, whether that means that somebody's getting that there's a cash prize, somebody's getting paid for it. I don't know. I but don't know. Um, one of the guys later throughout the day, we found out that my first match was supposed to be with one of the pro people. Yeah. Um, I forgot his name now. Something K Kajiers Kajir. I, I don't know. And so, but I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about this on the podcast, eh, whatever I will. I felt bad and I kept telling you this because, and then it's funny because everybody's like, you need to stop being so soft. Yeah. I felt bad because the guy had already gone through two to three pro fights and those are 10 minutes, I think. Yeah, they're 10 minutes. 10 minute matches. Yeah. And you can tell the guys, he's tired, he's exhausted and his knees didn't seem like they were holding up. And I was like, I know that. And the way that he was grappling, being able to watch him, I was like, I know my strategy would have been basically circle out, um, head against the back, go down, slide down and, you know, take him down over, do a takedown over the ankles. Right. But I was like, and then even my brother texted me, he's like, if you're going up against that guy, don't shoot at his knees. And, and see, my brother and I both. Like, and I'm telling you, absolutely, this. you take him out at his knees. Yeah. Wreck him. Now, he he did end up withdrawing yeah. by that time. because, And he, from what I overheard when I was walking past him, was that, yeah, his, his knee was done. Yeah. His knees were done. And so um, I hope that he's recovering well now. And, you know, I hope to maybe one day catch him again. But so that gave me a buy into my first round. And so the previous round or in the bracket that I was with was the guy that I went up with. I forgot his name again. Um, what was his it name? Was Jason guy, the big, the big yeah, pro yeah, wrestler. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, yeah. so the other thing that people need to know, so there was other pro wrestlers in these brackets, one of which was uh, a WWE champion, now AEW champion, if anybody follows professional wrestling. In WWE, he was known as Dean Ambrose. And now he goes by the name John Moxley in AEW. Yeah. And he's a champion, he's world champion uh, in these professional wrestling organizations, really good wrestler. Um, 
so we have these wrestlers, these pro wrestlers coming in, and then Ed's guy, this Jason, the Rilla Wolf wrestling guy, freaking beast, dude. This guy was so scary looking. Oh my god, I was like, <laughs> and I was because because Jason suplexed he, Moxley twice. He suplexed Moxley twice, belly to back suplex twice, guys. So if you guys don't understand what a belly to back suplex is, look it up. And he took him full air, high amplitude. Ankles over his head, pop, hits him right in the back, slams him right on his head twice. This dude was so knowing that legit, legit, and the fact that he couldn't get anything on Ed that just speaks to number one Ed's Ed's ability on his stand up, and number two how I'm training my guys because this guy (laughs) that belly to back suplex Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley twice couldn't get shit on ed so so watching yeah watching <laughs> that, that cool. match because i was like was i'm gonna scary. have to go after one of these guys so i'm gonna go after scary. this beast yeah this beast straight out of wakanda yeah. right? <laughs> or or john moxley yeah. this mr awe wwe champ yeah. right and so i'm like but then every time he suplexed them because uh, if, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast you guys know that i have a back injury yeah. and so Every time he suplexed him, my back just started hurting a little more. I was like, I was like, that's the last thing that I need is to be suplexed by. And I and I and I was afraid that he was going to go for it. And I think he he may have wanted to and tried to because it, it seemed like a like almost like a bread and butter move for him. But um, you could see um, Moxley's frustration. He, I think he was definitely caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but. He, you could see his frustration in it. So anyway, now I'm like, okay. So now I know who I'm going up against, Mr. Jason here, Rilla Rilla Wolf, you know, wrestling. And I'm like, dude, this guy's like straight up Booker T. Like, (laughs) Booker T went to Wakanda, came back and jacked, jacked, jacked. And I'm like. Jason, if you're listening to this, you're a stud, man. We can't I have the utmost on. respect for you. Yeah, and trust me, I you. was terrified of yeah. you prior to us stepping into. And he, onto you know, the he mat. lives in Southern California, so he says he's going to come down and train with us. So it's going to be great to have yeah. him on the mat. So when he's not on tour wrestling, yeah. he'll, he'll he'll come down do some sessions with us. It, it'd be really yeah. nice to have another big guy uh, in the room your size to move around with. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the stuff that he was doing, I'd really. Because uh, he said he doesn't really have a full-time grappling coach. So, uh, yeah. Jason, I'd love to be your grappling coach full-time and help you out with that. Because, dude, that guy was like, fucking. Yeah. I- I'd love so, to have you guys on the same team, you know, honestly. Because it'd be, it, honestly, <laughs> Trust me, I would love to have him on our team. <laughs> it would be, it'd really be good for, uh, you know, for both of you. It really would. Yeah. And so going into my match with him, one, I did have the fear of being suplexed and injuring my back more. But two, uh, I, w- I, I went in just thinking to myself, like, I, I, I played a very defensive, I had a very defensive approach. Right. And so I, I wasn't aggressive. I was not really going for anything because he's explosive. His arms are explosive and he's able to move. He, he's, he, he can move his weight, which is 
you know, I've been told that with Taekwondo when it comes to my Taekwondo and striking, like I can move my weight, but when it comes to grappling, like he can, he can move his weight. And so when he would come in for, you know, um, a collar or if he was going for an underhook or whatever, Mm -hmm. he, he was fast and he he was strong. He was really quick. He's quick and he's quick and strong. Mm -hmm. And so I played a lot of defense and I, to me, I was like, literally the the fear of being suplexed by him Mm -hmm. is what kept me being so defensive. And, and, and I recognize that. And so I was just like, okay, if he gets the back of my head, get out of it, gets the back of my head, get out of it, try to, and, you know, I was rewatching the video right before we started recording. And there were moments where I'm like, I have a bit of an underhook. It wasn't deep enough, but he's able to, he's, he's, you can almost say he's stiff arming me in a sense. And it's like, it's, I'm trying to get around it, trying to get, I had a couple things. I, there were times where I was trying to circle around him, but he's quick. Yeah. He's quick. He was quicker than I was. And, and again, that's always been my thing. It's I struggle with explosiveness. Mm-hmm. And so because he was being explosive, the, the only, it's funny though. The only time I feel like I am being explosive mm-hmm. is defensively. Mm-hmm. Somebody grabs a collar time. I, I'll like, I'll move yeah, real quick to try really to get that good. out of the way. And it frustrated so, <laughs> if you watch that back. It frustrated him because if you saw how quickly he was able to take Moxley's back and suplex him, he couldn't get yeah. around you. Your your footwork was really good up to that point. You like the way you were countering him. You had better. Let's put it this way: I really felt like you were winning the match. Your mm-hmm. your entry and how you were clearing his collar ties and how you were setting back up on him, you definitely had the upper hand. Until you tripped over your feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I'll say this is that be, what's interesting is during practice training leading up to this, it was constant that I kept moving out, right? I kept backing up, backing up, backing up. But because the rules were, if you back up too much, we're going to DQ you. I was, I would like, I, I would step out to create some space for myself. And then I would like, I don't want to get DQ'd. So I'd immediately step back in. So the rules helped me become more aggressive yeah. in that sense. Right. Which is a good thing. And I'm hoping that's going to be, be applied a lot more. And so, yeah. So basically it was like, I was, I was being very extremely defensive, really wasn't going for anything. I was hoping that he would give me an opportunity. And so I was hoping that if I could continue to be defensive, continue to be defensive and counter his, his, uh, his offense in the sense of a defensive counter that I would find an opening. Mm. And unfortunately I never really found it. And I think as I was trying to go for something, yeah, I tripped over my own feet, lost balance. He took me, he pushed me straight back or I fell and he followed. And then as I was trying to, I remember I was, I was, then I turtled and I was trying to get up. He did end up getting the front headlock. Mm -hmm. And like I said, explosive power, all that weight behind it, being in a heavyweight class. I mean, he drove straight into me and I, (laughs) I guess when, when I, because I I knew I I was done because he had he had gotten full choke and then like if I had gone any further I think I probably would have hurt myself yeah. but so I did tap at that point and I remember him coming up to me like checking on me briefly and then like I I, I don't know if other people thought that I was injured or something but like my brother I think he said that he was like he's like are you okay he's like you you made a really like rough noise when you got choked I was like. I make noises all the time. That's what I'm thinking. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was, that was a really, 
that was a learning experience for me for sure in the sense that I have now through that it was like okay I got to work on my footwork Mm. definitely got to work on my footwork got to work more on my stand-up do you you see why Um, we train the way that we do now in class yeah but it's it's I mean to to your point you know I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging but I want to say like seven months of training under you without Again, I have zero wrestling background. Mm. All my jujitsu started on the ground. Mm. So in seven months, if I'm able to have, yes, I have my Taekwondo background, but not from a grappling perspective, would I ever think that I would stand up to somebody of that size and stature and experience compared, Mm. you know? And so I do take pride and I think I did well there. Yeah, very much so. Yes, the trip. And, but... And yes, I did lose. However, I I learned a ton. And it was interesting because I went up to Jason afterwards mm-hmm. to shake his hand. And I do this in every competition. Always go up to the opponent. Want to show them respect. Like, hey, uh, appreciate you, you know, being in the battle with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he and I were talking and, and he's like, he's like, dude, you're strong. He goes, you, I, I, he was like, I, I couldn't believe I couldn't get anything on you. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I looked at him and I said, I was like, Jason, I've only been doing this for like seven months. He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, and, and, and then it was, it was fun dialogue because he opened up and was like, he goes, yeah, I couldn't get anything, but he goes, Hey, for you, like, man, don't be afraid to try things yeah. like, you know, even fake. Cause like he goes, I was getting ready. I thought you were going to do something. Mm. So he was, he, so I guess there, you know, in, in that sense, there was a sense of like, obviously other more experienced people would do things. I was full defensive. Yeah. And so I was fully on the defense. So he was telling me, he's like, he goes, he goes, I think if you start kind of faking here and there a little bit more, trying to make some attempts at uh, being a little bit more aggressive, he goes, dude, he goes, you'd be good. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. To, and that's when it was like all my fears of this, this, this Hulk of a being <laughs> went away. And I was like, dude, you're the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> and and I admire that uh, again to my opponents. I admire that because isn't that what I've been trying and struggling yeah. with being a kind person, a nice, a kind, a, you know, kind hearted person, but in the ring on the mat kill, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. And then, uh, so then from there, because I lost that, I went up against, um, a gentleman last name Martinez. I think his first name was John, but, um, and from my understanding, he's one of Josh Barnett's students, or he trains out of the same gym. Yeah, it's, it's now all pretty much. There was a lot of guys today yeah. that were from Barnett's uh, yeah. camp, which is cool. Yeah. So that we actually, you know, got to train with other catch wrestlers and mm-hmm. have really good people. Because I mean, honestly, if it was just BJJ people, they those guys would have gotten steamrolled because they don't do well with these tournaments at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. For my second round, or second match, again with up with Martinez, again nice guy, super nice guy, and that's that's I will say this. I know that a lot of people say this when they go to their jujitsu tournaments and stuff, but these catch wrestling people, genuinely nice, kind people. They're yeah. you you battle it out, you shake hands, and it's like everybody's just. There's camaraderie, you know, which you is know, super And you know cool. why I think that is? Because it's a wrestler's mindset. It's not a BJJ mm. mindset where like this BJJ mindset is really like, uh, it's very territorial and 
you know, our team is better than yours. It's like there's a certain yeah gang fights yeah it's like because you know wait wait one of these days when we have my girlfriend on the podcast and she'll talk about like all the horrors of the gracies in rio back in the day uh when she was growing up but it's like the it's like these gang fights that are just stupid you know it would at least with these guys that are catch wrestling and you know barnett i know he runs a tight ship and he runs a ship with honor right and so i don't think he would allow for that level of like that style of BJJ arrogance and that nastiness that you see a lot of times at these jiu-jitsu tournaments where it's nice to have guys where we're talking after after the fact and just hanging out and chit-chatting and, oh, the, the, hey, this pin happened like this or, you know, hey, you almost got me here. It's different. It's totally different. It's much more yeah. friendly, like you're saying, that, that friendliness of the war <laughs> after the fact. Yeah, it's weird. But it, it, it and, and to that point, how refreshing is it to see a competition, a grappling competition with nobody pulling guard? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so moving into my second round. So, so I was, again, I had lost the first round and this round was for uh, third and fourth place. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I was up with Martinez and he he's smart. He's good. He So I go in. And I'll be honest, I, I I made a judgment call. I thought I could handle him because I had briefly seen some of his his previous match. Um, but when I got in, he he took advantage, and I fell right into his trap, per se. He watched the way that I was performing with Jason, mm-hmm. and watched my timing, mm-hmm. and watched my speed, my cadence, and all of that. And so he he sucked me into a slower pace cadence. Mm-hmm. Because again, I was being responsive. Mm-hmm. I was being, yeah, I was being very, I shouldn't say responsive. I was being reactive. Yeah. And so I was reacting to his flow because again, for me, it was like, I'm trying to be defensive, trying to find an opening and go after it. So we're going, tapping here, linking here, pummeling here, doing all the, you know, the standard stuff. And then I fell into a rhythm and he disrupted it as soon as I got into that rhythm. And then and he shot. He exploded but on you me. But you fell over your feet again. Then I fell over my feet. It's, you could have easily stopped it and countered and reversed him, but you fell over your freaking feet. So I, I was thinking about that afterwards, and I was like, I just needed to circle out. Yes. <laughs> and I tripped over my own feet. Tripped over your own damn feet. And then he ended up in side control, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm in side control. I better lift up my shoulder. Right. I, I don't want to get pinned. Lift up the shoulder, lift up the shoulder. So I'm I'm rolling. And then all of a sudden in the, this get your shoulder up, get your shoulder up, get your shoulder. Like I just hear your voice getting louder and louder but and did louder. Did you even hear me saying get your butt out? Because I needed you that, on your I, song. No, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't hear that part. So, I don't recall that. So the thing is, is because as you learned in this tournament, your your shoulder blade has to be off the mat. The only way you can yep. do that is you've got to be on your side. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. why you just needed to frame his head, you know, pivot on your toes, right? Because the way that we do the hip yep. escape, right, is di- very different from a BJJ hip escape because we're wrestling out of the position. So that's what you needed to do to get your shoulder out. So you yep. were just trying to lift the shoulder, the the, the deltoid, <laughs> instead of getting the sh- actual yep. shoulder. And my little my little blade <laughs> there was touching the ground and 
and hear this and then i hear the mat slam and the whistle blow i was like oh that was it um but yeah that i also then started thinking that my legs went dead Mm. right because i was so focused on trying to roll my shoulders around trying quote unquote not to get pinned my legs were dead because i remember you telling me at the end of it, it's like dude your feet were just flat your, your your toes were not active nothing yeah so this goes back to my struggling with this whole again my four by four concept where if i'm so focused on my upper body my lower body goes dead so you know i, I do want to make something bring something to your attention though we i'm not going to give the details but we have a very specific way of how we get out of side control right mm-hmm. and how we're taking the arm right the cross face blah 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 so at no point did you do our methodology of getting I out did not. right you literally let him cross face you you yeah. you let him have it i'm like well he totally like totally threw like our training out the window and to be fair it's just because you know you haven't been drilling it enough and at the end of the day this is why i emphasize so much you have to drill to win it's not roll to win, it's drill to win. The reason why is you have to be in the same position over and over and over again a thousand times to get the timing, the mechanical timing of this yeah. kind of shit down. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely a lot a lot of learning lessons there. That the second round is is what probably bummed me out the most. The first round was get rid of the jitters yeah. and you know yeah, hearing a lot that you guys were telling me like, hey, dude, you did a fantastic job on the stand-up side of it. Like, yeah, you had the blunder of tripping over your own feet. So I felt like I gave it a, I felt that I did the I can confidently say in the first round with Jason, I, I did the best that I think I could have done given the context and the situation. Mm-hmm. The second round for sure, I left way too much on the table and I, I felt that I, I genuinely felt pretty defeated there. And I, I, the other thing that I underestimated was I forgot how much in the heavyweight division, people's weight actually starts to play a role again, mm. because I'm not used to rolling or drilling and sparring with people of my weight, right? Every, I, 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 I spar and roll. I, I spar with people who are of equal and or greater strength than me. Mm-hmm. But nobody in the gym or nobody in our in our school weighs 260, 270 pounds. Mm-hmm. And and so when he was in I mean the Martinez just slammed his weight onto me. I, I recall like going <laughs> I remember like <laughs> I remember that and and I forgot how much a heavy person feels. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I forget how a heavy person feels in grappling yeah. on top. And obviously, and he, he, he knows he moves pretty well. And so because of he's, he knows what he's doing and I, I do, I, I'll give myself some, a little bit of a break of knowing like, yeah, I've been at this for less than a year and, you know, this is my first tournament or my first competition. 
but I give myself a very, very, very small margin of grace when it comes to that. Because I think for me, it was to, what did I learn from this? How am I going to move forward to become a better? And I didn't think that competition would do this to me Mm -hmm. because again, as I said before, like this, this concept of comfort in, in losing for, for once in my life, when it comes to competition, I did not find comfort in losing today. Okay. I, I, for me, it was, holy cow, I'm going to get better at this. Yeah, you absolutely are. Right. And I'm like, if, if it meant that I start spending some more time on my footwork, being more intentional about how I manage my feet. Um, that was the other thing. <laughs> I I was taking a lot of Mike's advice and uh, Art's advice of watch their feet, watch their feet, slow down and watch their feet. And I think when I was going to my second round, I think I may have watched their feet a little bit too much Mm. to not to see that on the upper body side, he was coming at me. (laughs) So, you know, again, I'm not trying to make excuses. Rather, these are my learning points um, from, from what I from what I've been thinking through afterwards and, you know, definitely going to be watching the videos a lot more over and over looking for certain areas where I I need to improve on, you know, so obviously side control, escaping from the bottom of side control, right? That's something that I'm definitely gonna have to work on my footwork, getting my hips in a little bit more. And, um, and then as far as a style goes, and I think as far as training goes, it's also how can I, how do I start being more aggressive about, or I should say more active on the offense during the standup, right? Instead of being this defensive kind of, all right, come at me. I want to find an opportunity. And maybe, you know, if that's the case, then maybe I need to understand how to better be tactical about that versus, and then again, to, to your point and to our previous episode, I need to start really understanding and putting together how these pieces work together. Yeah. I got to understand the chessboard. Yeah. You know, it's that, but it's also like converting what you're doing in the gym to the competition. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's chain wrestling, right? So you got to focus on chain wrestling because I've seen what you do in the gym with your chain wrestling. It's a lot more aggressive especially with your pinch headlocks, your takedowns. You know takedowns. You've drilled takedowns. You know them, but you didn't put them together, right? So it's really chain wrestling somebody and going, okay, well, I'm not going to be afraid to do this or that or the other thing, even if you're not going to step for a double. or. But you, there's stuff that you know. Like, you know it. You already know it. It's not that I haven't taught it to you. It's not that you haven't trained it. It's about that's where you get to that level of, Oh, well, let me put it together, right? So you know how mm-hmm. we've talked about in that previous episode, in a, in a different episode, we talked about what makes a white belt, a white belt, a blue belt, a purple, mm-hmm. brown, whatever, right? So the white belt is you're learning the words, you're learning the vocabulary. The blue belt is putting sentences together. So where you're at now, if you reflect on it is, okay, yeah, you know the words. Now, how do you put the sentences together? How do you make a sentence? Right. So this is how I need you to connect it now. You know the language. You know, A is for apple, B is for, you know, bear, 
C is for cat, T is for tree, right? Whatever. You know the words. Now you have to make a sentence, right? The bear mm-hmm. chased the cat up the tree. There you go. Whatever. You know, it's some random shit, you know, but you have to learn how to put the sentence together. So you have to really commit to the combinations of chain wrestling. Right. And the thing is, is you're going to, there are a lot of times we fall back to stuff There we go. Oh, well, let me do this. Let me do that. It's there's a reason why our philosophy is and the way we train wrestle out, wrestle up. There's a reason why we don't just play that game. I don't want you stuck inside control. Yeah. I don't want it to get there. Remember what happens? You got in that position because you lost what? The hand fight. They, ha- they lost the hand fight. Yeah. You lost the hand fight. You, you, they, they got you. <laughs> so it all it all links together, right? Everything that we, we practice at PCI, it all links together without fail. There's a reason why I chain everything the way that I do month in and month out. So it's like, how do you now really look at it and go, okay, well, let me organize this better. Let me put this, let me put this in a foundational package Mm -hmm. to where I can repeat it. That's what I want from you, where you're confident to, okay, I can repeat this. Let me do it. I got this. Right. Chain wrestle. You got it. We got to make the chain, put the sentences together. That's key. I feel like where I'm at is I know the word or a word Mm -hmm. and I haven't been able to make it plural, present, past tense (laughs) and all that. And then it's literally, I'm going to pull an Asian joke. Mm. I feel like I'm stuck in ESL trying to figure out how to, yeah, I can't put these sentences together. So they're all grammatically incorrect. Mm. Okay. And so again, because, and I think, this goes to the concept of catch wrestling or to, to one of your principles that you were teaching me of and, and Joel Bain as well was control the situation. Yeah. Make them do what you want them to, what you want them to do. Yeah. Bend them to your will. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rather I w- remained reactive. Yeah. So in a sense, I thought for whatever I thought was like strategically, well, I'm going to play into your game to find your weakness and exploit it, which obviously who am I as a seven month, eight month trained (laughs) guy to think that I can do that. Mm -hmm. Now I think there's some, there's some validity to it, but however, generally speaking, all the guys that I went up with obviously have been training a lot longer than I have. They, they understand the language, Right. right? Yeah. And so I was being very reactive of if they say the, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to fill your sentence up, cat, dog, bear, whatever. And they're like, no, 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 (laughs) the truck, (laughs) you know? And so this goes back to, again, the chessboard concept where you have a beginner student who puts their finger on top of the chess piece that they're going to move. They look over at you at the corner of their eye. And they make the move and then you're sitting there going, "Uh uh-uh, that's not the right move, right? And so for me, it was, especially in the second round, the second match, that's, that's, again, that to me, that's where I I, I learned, that's where a lot of 
both physical attributes, my physical attributes, my endurance, as well as kind of my mindset Mm. really were exposed to me. Mm. Yeah, I was tired from the first one. Now, I will say this. I didn't feel like I gassed out in the first one. Not at all. I think I did. I think I maintained my energy levels pretty good. You did great. And so it was interesting because as tired as I was at the end of it, in the second round, in the second match, yeah, my physical attributes that I I could not get my body if I wanted to, to explode. And I think that's something that, you know, whether you want to call them fast twitch muscles or not, but something I need to work towards and train towards of understanding how to be explosive and when to be explosive, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in terms of the stand-up and understanding how am I going to get to, how am I going to go for the takedown? Because now that I think about it, you kept telling me all day, look at these guys. Everybody's shooting straight forward. Yep. And I played into that. Yep. When I knew <laughs> I shouldn't be. And I, the funny part is I even visualized before each match, like circling out, circling. And I think, again, with Jason, I circled quite a bit. Yeah. But in the second one, it's like, no, I played into this trap of playing in a straight line. Yeah. Totally. And in hindsight now, it's like, if I had pivoted a little bit more. If you put your head in the pocket, like I've If I put my head in the pocket. A million times. <laughs> I was trying with him. I, I know that in the beginning I was trying with him. but And that's the thing. That's what I mean is that because I played into this linear mm-hmm. stand-up game, I wasn't creating that opportunity right. for me to get into the pinch headlock, to get my head into the pocket. Right. right? If I had angled off 30 degrees, yeah. 45 degrees. Yeah. You would have had it. I would have had it. Yeah. And it's weird to say that I can confidently say that I would have had yeah, it. Yeah, because it's not like he was tight on his elbows. You could have underhooked him very easily, sn- snapped his head, and gone right into it, into that pinch headlock. You really could Yeah, have. and I didn't. <laughs> you know, I think it was a lot of it was like, oh, I'm here. Let's just kind of go through the mo-. It was just like, you kind of, I felt like you kind of, that match, you kind of phoned it in. Like you weren't there to fight. I don't think I was. You know, because it was, I can admit to that. Yeah, I don't think I was. you were in the other match. You definitely were. And I, so this happens, and I know this has happened to me over the years when I used to compete. You have a, a challenge in front of you, and it looks like there's no way you're going to get past that challenge. And you do. And you get this adrenaline dump where you're like, well, okay, I got over the biggest anxiety. So whatever happens after this happens, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right. And because of that, you kind of lose your steam and your psychology of no, this isn't over. I got to keep going. This one next one's bigger. Where you got this, that round, when you had this imposing figure, this professional wrestler that we saw <laughs> literally <laughs> soup, you know, belly to back suplex, you know, another pro wrestler twice. Yeah. Whoo, flying through the air, right? We're like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> head's going to get, head's going to get landed on his head. So we're laughing about this. And then you go out there and you literally, up to the point where you fell over your own feet, 
had the performance of, if you think about it had the performance of a lifetime given your experience compared yeah. to his because like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast there's no levels in barnett's tournaments so it's like you're going against a pro level guy and you're like the amateur it's like going against you'd be like going against mike tyson and you've had seven 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 months of boxing seven training months of boxing lessons. right and and you're fucking like standing in there and you're like going holy shit you're like you're going toe to toe with like a fierce yeah. you know killer and you're doing fine <laughs> like totally is even though yeah. it's it's a ego boost in one sense it's a total mind fuck because yeah. it shouldn't have happened in one sense it shouldn't have happened you would think this guy's gonna like tear you up spin you around and toss you on your head and you actually had better control you actually controlled the match right which is weird to think about yeah. but i'll take it <laughs> i'll take what i can get yeah and then no th- definitely the second I, I remember talking to my brother and i was like i was like dude i don't know how i'm gonna get through the second one i was like that first one was already like emotionally mm-hmm. and i don't mean that in a negative way it's just like because of the built-up anticipation yeah and then even just even the the idea that i was going to go up against moxley and trust us for the sake of entertainment on level of grappling it would have been fantastic yeah i was waiting for that i was like i wanted you to get in there with moxley i wanted him to fucking just ddt you or some shit just throw you on your head just i'd be filming it laughing (laughs) but yeah, I came down from this, yeah, this yeah. adrenaline dump right yeah. afterwards. And for as much as I didn't, again, go kind of like, start off right out of the gate. But after that match, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can finally relax again. And all of a sudden, like, oh, you're on deck. I'm going up against the other guy. And I was telling my brother, I was like, I, was like, I don't know if I have it in me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he's like, he's like, so what are you going to do? Just quit? And he goes, I was like, no, 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 nothing like that. And he goes, you, he goes, you have nothing to lose. No. You have nothing to lose. You should just go as far as you can and see where this goes. And then that way you'll know. And that way you say you did it. You know, I might get a tear in my eye just thinking about this conversation with my brother just because we haven't had this kind of kind of brotherly com- competition, like being at each other's competitions in a long, in, in years, mm. years. But just to think that like my brother was like trying to help me out in that sense and mentally to get over it but yeah i think when i got into the ring to your into the mat to your point it was like psychologically the fight or flight kind of response per se was leaning very much towards probably flight uh flight instead of fight Mm -hmm. because i had already fought with jason yeah because again i thought i was gonna get suplexed and (laughs) turned into minced meat afterwards <laughs> so it's, it's just funny talking about it, it because the guy suplexed the same guy twice in the same. I'm like, this guy's gonna suplex me. My back's. Gonna, I'm. I. I. I kid you not. At one point, I was wondering, and this is the fear kicking in. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna send out a huge thanks to Chuck, our buddy mm-hmm. Chuck out there, right? Mm-hmm. Because he told me these gremlins are existing in our minds, mm-hmm. and to put it away in a locker right before I go fight. The gremlin that was sticking in my mind and almost was starting to tug at me to qu- just like quit the match prior mm-hmm. was I was actually afraid of what would happen if this guy suplexes me and I go paralyzed from the waist down. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> of my back injury. 
So I put that I put that away real quick. Oh, I was like, funny. that's the stupidest thing I've come up with. I can't, I'm like, what am I doing coming up? And then there's a gremlin, you know? And so I think all this hype, all this hype, and I'll, I'll jokingly say, Brian, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> that guy would just hype this thing up in my head the whole time. And everybody else was having fun with it. It was like, we're going to go against Moxley. And then look at this dude. This is a Hulk, right? And Jason... <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, how am I gonna do that? I was like, I'm suplex, I'm gonna go paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> but but maybe it was a good thing because again, to Chuck's point, I put that away in the lock. I locked it up. Mm. I locked it up. And I was like, I'm just gonna go in the, and it was a surreal feeling for me. Like maybe I'm, you know, over maybe I'm kind of romanticizing it, but like stepping onto the mat was like, oh, I'm here now. Here, okay, let's do this. And again, going up with Jason and I think surviving is, I shouldn't say survive, performing the way that I had performed and then coming off of it and to say, I didn't get suplexed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got a friend, I got a friend headlocked or head, you know, friend headlocked. I, I don't even remember. And it was interesting. It was Jason even came up to me later and he apologized for something. And he says that he did something that was considered rude. It wasn't rude. I don't. Great. I don't, yeah, I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, no, there's no need. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, or and I thought at first, did I do something to him that was inappropriate? And I was like, no. Uh, I mean, he did get a warning for like trying to like he would he would do these kind of like you know tap in the head, but it came more towards my face, and the and the ref was like, hey, you know, watch the watch the hand to the face. I think you it's because they didn't but, want you to he would get poked in the f- eyes. Yeah, but but to he, me, it was like it was cool. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. Um so yeah, definitely a lot learned today. Again, I am absolutely thankful and grateful and humbled by everybody that has shown me support through this process and, you know, in a sense, I think I've got some if not most of my competition jitters out of just the idea of competing, not even, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to get, I know that I'll get jitters just being there, but to have this under my belt and you know, my brother said the same thing. He goes, Hey, at least you have these two under your belt. Now mm-hmm. you got it done, Yeah, you know? And, and so I, I'm, yeah. Next round is beer on me. <laughs> to everybody who's helped out. Don't worry, coach. You'll get water. <laughs> Iced tea. Well, but, can I have some like it, pineapple and orange juice? I like the, or, I sure, like the pineapple and orange juice. You want the pineapple orange juice guava pog? That's fine. <laughs> Something like that. You know, I like my freak. <laughs> I like my, I like my cocktail. I like my mixed fruit juices cocktail. Your mocktail. I like. Yeah, that's what it's called. Mocktail. I like yeah, my mocktails. Yeah, mocktails. Yeah, very tasty. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So yeah, no, I'm just. Again, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for everyone. I'm extremely grateful for Josh Barnett um, for putting this together. I'm extremely thankful for you, Coach, for pushing me to get here um, to help me face, again, help my fear, mm-hmm. per se, um, to get out there. And, it, it again, it, it, was, it was a very humbling experience that people would come out to support each other. The fact that art was there, yeah, you know, 
that was great. And he even helped me warm up my brother being there, Brian, my my friend Brian being there, competing alongside with Nick, mm-hmm. you know. And I only trained with him one day yeah. <laughs> prior. You know, the funny thing you is, know. You, you know, and to give you guys both credit, credit, but also like where I want to slap the shit out of both of you at the same time. Because Nick's parents <laughs> were there and Nick's wife was there. And they said, oh, no, he has permission to go train more. I go, you see? Because he loves making the excuse, oh, my wife, I can't train because my, my wife, I don't want to get trouble. <laughs> like kind of some of the same shit that you do. But it's a little bit different. I talked to his wife and she's like, oh, no, get him out of the house. He needs to go train. I'm like, you hear that, fucker? <laughs> I'm going to shave your head if you don't come to class. His parents are laughing. <laughs> oh, like, dude, you need to train. Good people. But he, Good people. Such nice people. Lovely people. But um, what I was going to say is both of you had very little training for this tournament. Okay? In the sense that, like, when I say minimal, like, usually when, when I set up the camps for 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 the tournaments when we do the training camps for the tournaments it's day in and day out where we're running drills and we're doing these explosive things like when i would set up mike there's a reason why mike wins everything right or tati wins everything because when i'm setting up these camps they're in there day in and day out repetition they know exactly what to expect they're crying they're bleeding you know i have a rhythm so neither of you had the time for the actual training camp that I would normally do mm-hmm. for a tournament. So, you know, Nick had a whole whopping, I think, I'm not going to say the number of hours, but very few, very few hours. You, very few hours. Him, less than you. But the fact that both you guys basically placed fourth place with the minimal, minimal amount of training for the, the, the tournament that you did, speaks volumes to where you guys are actually at on a technical level. And I don't want you to either of you to rest on that because we got the next Josh's next tournament is in December. He said December and we're doing it. You're all doing it. Okay. Tati's going to do it. You're going to do it. Mike's foot will be better. Mike's going to do it. Nick's I'm making Nick do it. No excuses. Otherwise I'm going to go to his wife and be like, we're getting him on the mat. He needs to do this. So you all got to be ready for December, okay? Because we need to support Josh Barnett doing this. He's the only one that I see doing the catch tournaments, okay? So we need mm-hmm. we need to be supportive. And this is our rule set. This is how we train. This is our background. This is our foundation. This is our style. So we need to support it, okay? So we need to, we need to be ready. We need to be ready for this. And uh, uh, we're going to do the camps right. I'm expecting everybody to show up and uh, I don't want fourth place. I want a bunch of gold medals next time. You know, no excuses. <laughs> yes, sir. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, you know, I'd love to get this, uh, you know, Mr. Rilla Wolf West wrestling to come in and do the training camps with us too. get him out there. Yeah. Cause I, I want to coach this guy. He's got a lot of potential. You know, he's got a lot of potential. I see what he's doing. I see, you know, where I can I can um, tighten him up. And I think you guys would be such good training partners. And I'd love to get have you guys both on either end of the bracket and meet in the finals. I would love that. I would love that 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 type of uh, uh, tournament where I could have two guys enter and just, you know, beat the shit out of each other for first and second place. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. 
you know, like real warriors. Uh, yeah. It was it was a definitely a lot of fun. Actually, they're both named Jason. <laughs> both my competitors. Uh, no way. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Jason Martinez. But um, to both Jason and Jason, thank you guys for competing with me today. Thank you guys for teaching me today. And uh, if I, if you guys are listening to this, um, we'd love to. I'd love to stay in touch with you guys just to see where you guys are at uh, in your journeys. But with that. I think that'll do it for this episode. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm thankful to everybody. It was a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun, a lot of waiting. I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, the Heavy waiting sucks. Towards the yeah. end. But whatever, you know, la- but, last the last tournament Josh did, it was faster because he had more mats going. So I think because mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of competitors this round, this time around, it wasn't as many mats. But last time mm. we were running four matches at once. So it went by a lot, a lot quicker. Okay. I think this time we only had one. We only had one match going at a time, so it was lasted yeah. a lot longer, you know. But that being said, in all fairness, shit, we've done stuff at Naga where we've been at Naga, be there at ten a.m. and we don't get on till three, and they give us a schedule time like, oh, you're on at eleven thirty, and then we're waiting twelve thirty, one thirty, two thirty, three thirty, yeah. and we're still not on. So again, well, I mean that's what happened today. Yeah, but so, you know, I didn't get on till like 30. yeah. But at least he didn't give you a time saying, "Oh, Ed, you're going on at eleven no, thirty. No, yeah, and then it was none of that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I can't thank Josh Barnett enough for doing this, and you know, just it's just having that figurehead of you know representing catch wrestling and helping us doing these tournaments and stuff like that, and ex- extending that level of kindness. Uh, and care to what we're doing. Um, it's just really awesome. I'm so happy that, that we got to do it. And we will absolutely be there in December to support him in this tournament. We'll be at it again. And uh, don't forget, guys, head on over to sanablesports.com forward slash PCI Jiu-Jitsu to get 10% off all your purchases. Every time you enter the PCI Jiu-Jitsu code on checkout, you will always get 10% off your purchases. So it's not a one-time thing. You can go there every other day, buy stuff from Sanibel Sports, and get a discount on behalf of us. It supports the school, supports the podcast, and it just helps us grow. And we are super excited that we're like top 40 in the world right now internationally for grappling podcasts. So keep it up, guys. We like the rabid fans. We've got international fans hitting us up. we got people from all over the country the u.s uh trying to book dates to come out and train with us so we're loving it so we're so grateful for each and every one of you to listen and please hit us up with if if there's a topic you want us to discuss you know or if you want to get on if you if you have somebody at your school if you want us to talk to your coach or you have a student that had uh has having some issues uh with some of their training and they want a, a coaching session live on the level up grappling podcast bring it on okay let's do it let's have some fun with this and let's make this a real grassroots movement to create grappling as it should be where we're all helping and supporting each other none of this like tribalism bullshit which i can't stand let's be in this together and support each other and be happy for each other's development okay that's important anything else Ed? amen brother mm-hmm. <laughs>
I think with that, we will go ahead and end this episode and um, we'll catch you guys all in the next one. Thank you guys all so much for listening. If you've made it this far, thank you. <laughs> I know you could be doing anything else right now, but you just spent the past hour listening to us yeah. and we are thankful for that. So, absolutely. Till next time. Thank you. <laughs>